This is an AMI podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Double Tap. It is almost almost Christmas time. It's Friday 22nd of December 2023. Let's see if Sean and I are prepared. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Brees. I'm going to guess the answer's no. Oh, you, you'd be absolutely correct, Stephen Scott. <laughs> I'm so not prepared that I actually told you the wrong date at the start of this show. And oh, really? You, you got the right date. I said it was the 21st. I'm a day behind and I still haven't ordered any presents. I think that deserves a round of applause, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a real modern man. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I blame Amazon and it's Oh, ill. yeah, of course. Because I'm so used to thinking, that's ah, all right. I'll just get it, you know, next day delivery. All fine. i got plenty of time. It lulls you, sir. Lulls you into a full sense of security. I know. I know. It's a whole next day thing, isn't it? You sit there and you go, yeah, yeah, I'll just get it. I'll be fine. No problem. And, and the problem is then it's, uh, it starts... What it usually around this time of year it starts kind of it's like January third, January fifth, January eighth for delivery. You think, uh, what? And it's you know there's two ways to look at it, right? One is presents, obviously bad shame, but also you're thinking, <laughs> yes. but but what if I want something, right? What if I want something sent to me? I'm getting nothing. Exactly. If it's not <laughs> next day, it's it's like we've got spoiled. I mean, I'm assuming it's different in uh, larger countries out there. In the UK, everything larger is... countries? How well, dare you? Do you think you're a tiny little country? Yeah, yes, I absolutely am. Fair we enough. can drive to the top and bottom of it in a day. Um, <laughs> the point is... Well, we can't. The you, can't point... you probably couldn't drive the same distance from the, the bottom of England to the top of Scotland. You, if you did that in, in Canada, I think in Ottawa, if you did that, I was told someone, by someone once that you would still be in Ottawa. You know, just know. at that point, I, I cannot that just understand. Blows that. my mind, right? That's uh, the, the scale of things. Over Canada, open spaces, open hearts, open minds. Hello, um, but the the point being, <laughs> okay. The next day delivery. I still love that line. Next day delivery is fantastic, and it's something I've just got used to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, listen, today. Uh, do you know what? It's kind of this is this is the proper kind of lead up to the holidays for us. Uh, but we are here right through the holidays. We've got some big shows coming up. Do you want me to run through some, some of the things we have big, got big coming shows. up? Yes, please. Big shows. Uh, Christmas Day, Monday, uh, we're going to be uh, having a double tap Christmas Day party. 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 There ain't no party like a double tap party. Absolutely. That's the only uh, Christmassy <laughs> thing I've got in here that kind of represents party. Um, applause. Five people recorded in a room at some point in the 80s <laughs> applauding for money. Um, so, <sighs> yeah, uh, we're going to have the Christmas Day party. And of course, what do you do when you have a Christmas Day party? You have family round and here oh. at ami we're going to be bringing some of the ami family round i will say um a number of the family members have called off our invitation mm. um so it's, so it's just like a typical family get together yes. really yes it is auntie mary Absolutely. says no uh not coming out to play I'm it's staying gonna be home. great though i'm really looking forward to it it's gonna be fun we've got kelly and ramia uh, ah, 
they're the only people I really wanted, apart from the other people we invited who couldn't make it. <laughs> uh, who, actually, I really did. Wow. Okay. I put yeah, my foot in it again. Hang on. Just hand me that speed over, will you? Because I think he needs it. Or no, he doesn't. He's fine. Um, yeah, so the uh, Double Tap Christmas Day party with Kelly and Ramia from the show uh, by the name Kelly and Ramia. I, I see what they did there. That's very clever. Workshopping, workshopping. Well done, you two. Imagining, uh, imaginative and creative <laughs> and imaginative. Um, yeah. I am tired today. Oh, it's, just, it's this time of year, honestly. It just drains. And I don't know why. I really I'll don't tell know you why. why. I'll tell you why. Because it's blowing an absolute storm here. The wind mm. is incredible. I took the dog out twice today. And each time it took me like three times longer than it should. Because as we all know, when it's windy, you're doubly blind. Couldn't hear a thing to cross the road. I was there for ages. I had to think for a second what you were talking about there. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And do you know what gets me about that? Uh, so the other week this happened to me. I had I was tro- I think I told you this. I was crossing the road and it was a very windy night. And this car just came out of nowhere, like just turned in front of me. And I thought, I, you know, and that way you're kind of playing it back. You're, you're kind of doing the whole replay thing. Yeah. Like yep. Watching Didn't air crash investigation, it. just the, you know, the endless replay. <laughs> other, other disaster shows are available. Um, but, you know, it's like you're just getting that constant reminder of what just happened. Well, I think we talked about this when I was talking about electric cars mm. and how difficult they are to hear. But, I mean, in this kind of really windy weather, it doesn't matter because it just sounds like there's cars constantly going past you. With no, this, was a, this and... was a juicy car. It was a juicy car. Excuse me? It's a juicy car. It likes I'm to sorry, taste juice. I've never, I've never heard of that brand. What do you mean, a juicy car? It's gonna take, you put drink in it to make it go. Oh, right. Okay. A juicy car. I, I believe it's called pet. Well, no, no, it's not called. I petrol. see that thing because it could be, it could it's, be petrol, called- it could be diesel. All right, it's it's, it's um, it could be uh, hydrogen. Oh, hang on, is that gas? I don't know. There's no hydrogen cars yet. Surely, imagine well, that. I should have heard ones. that somewhere. Well, they do exist, but no one uses them. What do we know about you- cars? When did this become a car show? What would we, what would we do with a car show? That, it's an interesting it's, idea. I believe. Shut up! I'm trying to get some knowledge in here. Shut up! <laughs> Good I luck. believe they're called ice cars. Ice cars. Internal combustion engine. Ah, juicy Thank car's you. better. I like juicy car. No, that sounds. Um, no, I won't say. Sounds strange. <laughs> <laughs> I like the juicy cars. Uh, so yeah, Kelly and Rami are joining us for the double tap Christmas Day oh, yeah. party, which will get wheelied just as <laughs> as much as this conversation has. I promise you, lots of interesting stuff and finding out how their year's been on television because they went to television uh, from being uh, doing radio. Goodness, all mm. that doesn't happen to us. Could you imagine? I tell you what, though, they are very, very professional, those two. Sickly of um, professionalism. Sickly organised, prepared, professional. <laughs> they sound absolutely amazing. They know what they're I'm doing. S- I'm slightly... Well, I think we can learn a thing or two. I- I'm <laughs> going to go with notepad open. Excuse and I'm me. I'm going to take notes. Excuse me. My audience, who have followed me for many years, do not want organisation and smart people. They don't want that. <laughs> Your audience. Hello, Edna. How you doing, love? All right? <laughs> There she is over there. God bless her. My listener, she knows what she wants, right? She just wants someone to talk absolute garbage at her day and night, and she gets it on ah. Double Tap because that's what we are all about. Thank Absolutely. You. I'm going to take, for the new year, I'm buying you a new jingle pack. Please. <laughs> that applause is driving me crazy. Now you've said that, it will happen again. Um <sighs> Okay, so uh, we've got uh, the Double Tap Christmas Day. Did I mention that? On the 25th of December. Very excited that's, about that. That's Christmas Day. Well yes, done. on Christmas Day. Uh, on the 26th, we're going to be uh, featuring the AI Dilemma. Now, this was a conversation Sean and I had 
the beginning of 2023 and we, we revisit it and we go back and we have a look at this uh, conversation again, because, you know, I, I think so much of it still stands, even though the AI story has moved on. The dilemma about what AI is doing and what it could do to humanity is, I think, still a massive question. And, and you can very easily get swept up in all the amazing technology, especially from our point of view, looking at Be My AI over the year. You can say, wow, you know, look at all this stuff, this wonderful stuff that we can now access and use. But there is a bigger cost. So I want to uh, delve into that on the, the 26th. So join us for that. And then on the 27th, we've got the other smart speaker. Yeah, we always talk about uh, Amazon oh. Echoes. We talk about Google Homes sometimes. Um, did you do that story the other day? There was a, an update that apparently bricked some older Google Homes. <gasps> no, really? Mm. No, I missed that. Don't update uh, them. That's if you have no. any control over that, by the way, because I'd probably assume they just update themselves. Well, the Echo ones just uh, update over the air, if you will. So, yeah. I we've got, the we've got an the Echo same. in the, the room downstairs, which was a, ga- a garage at one time where we got it turned into a room. And we put an Echo in there and we got these uh, Bluetooth speakers so we could connect up the Echo to the speakers. And the speakers were in the roof, right? So directly below our bed. Oh, yeah. Great idea. I did the same thing in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> never been used. Well, no, never been used. Or if they have been used, they can only be used when no one's in bed, right? Because obviously that's just a complete... I know. Can't yeah. use them. So anyway, that's fine. They're there. Wonderful and, and brilliant. And we haven't used them by that point for months. And then in the middle of the night, I wake up with a voice talking. My wife wakes up. She is freaking out. She thinks someone's in the house. And all I can hear is update complete. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> this is either a really smart uh, burglar who, you know, yeah. has not, while he's here, he's decided to do a couple of uh, system updates for me. Um, <laughs> or it's the Echo. And yeah, it was the Echo. The Echo was talking away. And I thought, that is not good. And remember, there was that thing as well. Do you remember it was at Halloween one year? There was a story of the devices actually making. Sounds like Halloween laughs. That's right. <laughs> yes. You know, in the middle of the night. I mean, that is just, someone is having a laugh over there, but I mean, come on. That is absolutely terrifying. I've had that a couple of times where, um, for some reason, the alarm's been set to some weird time, mm. usually 4 a.m. or something like that, and it blares. And uh, yeah, that's always nice. But I've, I've got to say, I haven't had much of those um, Not anymore. problems. No, I think they've sorted no. a lot of that out. And probably sacked all the people that were, you know, putting the bugs in to do make it do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, the other smart speaker we're going to talk about is the HomePod. Now, I have to be honest, I don't enter this conversation with um, the most amount of optimism. That might shock you. Wow. Okay. Unbalanced Stephen Scott. <laughs> oh, absolutely true <laughs> on every level. Uh, but no, this time, this time around, I might be convinced. I don't know. I am seriously listening to people talking about having the... Home pods in their homes as, as you know, almost like multi-room speaker setups connected to TVs. I know you do that. You've got yours connected, I think, wrongly yep. to your TV. Um, uh, yes, mine's always temporary for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I, plug uh, it in, that's why. You've got to get that arc thing going. I'm not using arc. I refuse. No, I can't. Well, I could. No, I'm not. You it don't arc in your TV, do you? I think I do, but I can never, the kids <laughs> can never knows? be bothered to, yeah, to read the labels on the I, yeah so um yeah but when it when it is it's just i need to set it every 
couple of days for some reason it, it, it loses connection. But mm. the point is, it sounds amazing. The home pods themselves sound amazing. Although I will say, Sarah, it's her fault, obviously, has mm. recently moved things about. Had a, she's actually cleaned in there, and I'm against that, as you well know. Breaking news. Breaking news. But I dare moved, you to play that to her. No chance. There's some, <laughs> for some reason, she's moved them about, and for some reason, they don't sound as good as they did. Oh, that's interesting. Now, is that a placebo? Am I imagining it? Or is it a, a, a spatial audio tuning thing? I, I'm not sure. I think it's on the, need to move them around. The HomePods, right? The HomePods, yeah. The vocals just sound a little bit muddy, and they sound too bassy. Um, I'm going to run the update. It's one of those things where I listen to it and I think, eh, something not quite right, but I can't be bothered to look into it or do anything about it. Well, it's not like the Sonos. The Sonos, I assume with even the modern ones, you've still got to do that thing where you walk around the room holding your phone up and it plays some, <sighs> a noise through the app. Yes. But the, like some kind of Purge-style, you know, <laughs> sound. <laughs> and, and you're not allowed to make a sound. And you have to tell everybody in the house... You've got to be quiet. There's going to be some really weird noises coming out of my phone, but just <laughs> ignore it. And guaranteed someone runs in and says, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> I'm in not exactly surprised that voice. the weird noises. It's the modern equivalent of trying to get a decement picture by holding the aerial up around <laughs> yes. the room. and <laughs> Rabbit ears. Yeah. Yes. Get your rabbit but, ears. Um, I don't know if the... I can't remember if the HomePods actually did that. Did they do that? The first? No, I'm thinking the Echo Studios do a funny noise and tune themselves. But they do, actually, yeah. No, the HomePods don't, don't need it, apparently. They work it out by the audio you play, but I, th I wonder if it's just hmm. a case that you've got to get some audio through them, just almost to give them the chance to tune. If it's all well, done internally, then maybe it just needs to you get, some, get some Metallica maybe. blasting through them. Oh, that's always blasting. That's what Sarah loves, a bit of Metallica, a bit there of Megadeth. Um, but the, uh, as soon as you move them, apparently, you know, I, I don't know if it's like the gyroscope in them or whatever, if they've got one, but as soon as you move them, they Let's automatically... Get a magic eight ball then, just give it a shake. Right, forget it. What's a magic eight ball? Remember the God. magic eight balls? Oh, I, I never had one, but I, you know, I watched a lot of TV from America. As yes, a, as I was going to say, American movies. It's the yeah. only reference we've got. It's the only thing I know about. You know, something you had. You, apparently, you'd shake it, and it would come up with an answer to something. You'd ask it a question. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yes, no, or maybe. I did have a Stretch Armstrong and an Evil Knievel. Ah, oh, we're thousands now, probably. I like Slinkies. They never worked for me, though, properly. You had to have the absolutely perfect stare for them to work on. Hmm. There you go. We were in a bundle, nostalgia so there. I don't know what that tells you. <laughs> certainly didn't work well for me. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the HomePod uh, on the 27th. And then on the 28th, the story of Be My Eyes. We're going to be joined by Mike Buckley, the CEO. And this is a conversation we had earlier in the year, which kind of just goes back in time and looks at the... The original conversation I had with uh, Hans Weiberg, the co-founder of Be My Eyes, and uh, bringing it all up to date with the latest news from, of course, Be My AI and all of the new things they were bringing out up to, I'd guess, about the middle of the year. But of course, there have been so many advances with Be My Eyes. It really is. I mean, it's the story of Be My Eyes, but this year's story around tech for blind people really is Be My Eyes itself. I think so. So, you know, it's yeah. been a huge year. And then I've got to mention Friday because uh, this episode has been a long time in the planning and uh, we thought we would get together. This is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be mashing up our show with another podcast. I know, stunning, <gasps> shocking, yes. and surprising. It is that Real Blind Tech Show. Brian Fischler and the gang are going to be joining us 
for a joint up show. So actually, you'll you'll be able to listen to uh, the show on uh, the Real Blind Tech Show feed as well as here uh, on Double Tap as well. I will warn you. Um, the, the version that's, uh, that they're playing out is quite different to the one we'll be playing out for reasons, well, you know, you'll understand for yourself. If you listen to that Real Blind Tech show, you'll know that those guys are, you know, a, a little bit out there uh, in a good way, because I yes. like humour. I am a in big a fan way. of humour. Yes. Um, but yeah, you will definitely find a bit of a different broadcast. Here on we the are AMI radio audio. first, right? So yes. uh, there is a slight difference there. We've got rules to follow over here. You know, we can't just, can't just yes. say anything we want as much as we'd like to. <laughs> Mr. F is very good to us, but uh, we, we, we do have rules. So um, yeah, but no, it's a great show. It really is an interesting conversation. I think what made me, made me laugh is after the, the conversation, because we recorded just the other day, Sean texted me to say, so of that show, what what of it can we use? Yes. So I think you'll be surprised. I thought it was a great conversation, actually. Really interesting. We talk all about the tech that we've all been buying through the year. And uh, we slag off Sean. I think it's a brilliant show. I, I think we talked about absolutely everything. That was that was a long recording. It was um it was fun. I had to remind myself. Oh, actually, we are doing a recording here a few times. It I was always really have to cool. remind myself of that. Um, <laughs> and then on Saturday, we're meeting Matt Ater. Of course, he's the uh, pre- vice president over there at Vispero. We get the chance to catch up with him as well. And then just looking ahead into the new year, 1st of January, uh, which is the Monday when we're into new year, we'll be doing our 2023 tech news and review show. We'll be looking at the future of assistive tech that week as well. Accessibility in gaming, hearing from Steve Saylor, the blind gamer. And, uh, of course, Sightless Combat as well, another name in advocacy in blind gaming. He'll be joining us to talk about that uh, subject. And, of course, you know, the big news around Forza Motorsport this year. Really interesting conversations there. We'll be meeting at the world's only blind car reviewer as well. So uh, do check that out. And we'll be live that week as well on the 4th. I was mentioned it this week, but the 4th of January is World Braille Day. We will be live for two hours on AMI-audio, and uh, straight after the show we'll podcast it so you can all listen to it if you're listening on podcast, Uh, but we're going to be live. Loads of you have been sending in your comments already, so thank you for that. You are the heroes of this show. Well-deserved applause. Oh, stop that. Oh, no, you can help now. I'll allow that. Uh, It's It's for you, listeners. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not for us. Um, But, yeah, you've been sending in your uh, thoughts on Braille. Keep that coming over the next week or so. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Braille, what it means to you. A lot of you telling us your stories. I really want to dig into why Braille matters to you today, because there's always the argument made, and it's, it feels to me as if in education and in some employers' employment cases as well, there's that conversation, a difficult conversation being had, where it's like, well, you know, technology like computers can talk these days, so do you really need Braille? And that conversation is starting to seep in now. I will say that. You know, there's a number of reasons for that. And I think we have to, what I want to delve into on that show is the nuances of that. Why is that the case? Is it, is it down to budget and resources? Is that, that must be a major part of it all, right? There's of just course. a lack of money flying around. There's and a lack the of price of Braille. Well, yeah, but there's also a lack of teaching staff as well. So, you know, qualified teachers of the visually impaired, QTVIs, as they're often called around the world, you know, these are people who, you know, really are, are the, the, the trained people to do this. And, you know, if as we integrate children into education, into mainstream education and move away from any kind of specialist education, 
or keep it, you know, as a subset of the school's ability to to help children who are blind or partially sighted. Mm. I think that we're in a very dangerous place when it comes to these kind of things like, for example, Braille, because you would say, well, you know, we could put the money into learning Braille, but actually, you know, the kid can do fine with the computer. So let them just use that. And yes, I don't know. I think it's an it's an interesting discussion and debate. And, you know, I think <laughs> I'm not going to wade into the debate today about specialist versus mainstream education. But it might not surprise you to learn that I came out of mainstream education with a little bit of specialist support. And I think about my friends who had gone through specialist education and the education that they had, I think was, well, I don't know if the education was better or just They've the got- environment was better for, for learning. Well, there's no doubt they come out with, with, more, I'm going to say, abilities than out of mainstream, right? You really dive into, you've got the time to dive into Braille and things like that. Well, you, well, you have to. I think that, Touch you know, typing, you know, those things are given far more hours and far more teaching time than on a mainstream uh, system. But there's an, there an expectation, I think, in those schools, or at least there used to be in the 60s and 70s in the UK growing up. I think people I've spoken to who were in education at those times would say that the, the difference was it was expected you had to keep up because you weren't, you know, the problem is that if you're in a class as, as a kid today, let's say it's a mainstream school and maybe you have, uh, we, we call it here peripatetic support, not the easiest word, word to say in the world, but, um, but it essentially is it's, it's teaching support basically for blind kids, right? Yes. And if you have that kind of support in schools, um, that's great. But, but what you're up against, you are up against every other child who is not disabled in that room. Okay, so that's your that's your standard that you're you're working to. So immediately, there have to be um, mitigations brought in. I remember this in my school. So I would get, for example, an extra hour for an exam, yes, or I would exactly get right. extra time for tests, or you know, and, and even environments would change. So I wouldn't maybe sit an exam in the same room as everyone else. In fact, I actually loved my higher exams because because I would go off. Uh, to this little room, which was a teacher's room, and I would sit there with a little light on and my little, my, my, I see my little computer, my you know twenty nine inch screen CRT, <laughs> CRT monitor heating yes. the, heating the school, um, and you know I was I was kept out of the way for that reason, and it was Cup funny because I I didn't really engage that much with the kids who weren't disabled, so the idea was inclusion, but what ended up happening was I kept away from those kids because I needed the support of the the unit as it was, as it was called it in our school, the visually impaired unit. So I needed the support there. So I spent more time with those kids. And so the idea of conclusion didn't really work for me. I was just going to say that I spent a few, two hours a week in what they called the unit, which was a porter cabin at the other side of the playground. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... We had a room in the school, so we clearly had a higher up than you. Oh, well, yeah, you were (laughs) la-dee-da. But... um, (laughs) You know, it, it, uh, God bless them, they tried. It's a, it was a different time and whatever else. But it didn't really give me anything, I'll be honest, other than extra time. But it didn't give me anything. You see, I hate to say that's the case for me too, but and I do, I, God, I'm with you on this 100%. God love them for trying. I, I still know some of the, the people who work there or who worked there. Um, you know, today I still meet them because of the, the circle's... I'm in, and this is a very small world. We all know that, right? It's a very small world in, in blind world anyway. Yeah. So, you know, even among the, the staff and the teachers who worked in those schools, you, you're still connected in some way. And um, 
I remember leaving school and years later, years later, thinking, could I have done better in specialist education? And I, I don't honestly know the answer to that. But I'll tell you one thing I do know. If I had Braille, I think I could have done a lot better long term because I would have had more choices when it came to jobs. I mean, that's I not, again, right. that's not exclusively true because, you know, look, we can all be, you know, we can all learn Braille and not become, I don't know, scientists or whatever, right? That's fair enough. No, but, but it's that extra tool in your tool bag. It's what we always keep saying. You know, it's that extra resource that we should have. That well, time it, you know, it's should like, have been it's spent like, for me. It's like having your that. hand tied behind your back through school. That's the way I can yeah. describe it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you've got all these challenges. You've got this environment that's, that's alien to you. By the way, I was, I was bussed off to a school... 40 miles away from where I lived. So, you know, I wasn't even, I, I was just like bus there, bus back. I mean, it wasn't like I even spent time in that area. I didn't even know the area I was in, didn't know any of the people. Which didn't, excludes you even more. Yeah. From, yeah, from integrating with the, the other people there, right? So you feel like you had one hand tied behind your back already on top of everything else. And so, you know, I, I don't mm. know. So, but, I, but I think Braille, I, I know I bring, I'm kind of talking about school, but I, I guess for me, the Braille thing, just for, for on a personal level, I, I, I know the benefits it could have brought me. I'm not sure what it would have done for education. Maybe I'm just not that smart a person and I'm okay with that. But I, I, I never really engaged with reading because I couldn't. And it's funny, right? Because I remember the whole, I remember listening to Steve Saylor talking about gaming. And what he said just totally resonated. You know when someone says something and you just yes. go, that's yep. it. That's exactly yep. my experience. And he was talking about gaming and he said, you know, I realised that it wasn't I couldn't play games. It's just that I, I, he thought he was bad at playing them. He couldn't, you know, figure out the controls. He couldn't figure out, he kept losing the games. It was because he couldn't see it. And it yep. takes time to realise. It seems obvious when you see it, but it's not obvious at the time. And I felt that with school. I think that... You know, whilst I, whilst I thought I got on okay, the reality is that they were giving me books I couldn't read. Or if I could read them, I could only read maybe the first few paragraphs of a page and just wing the rest because I couldn't yeah, do it. It's true. And it, look, that's, that's even looking past the, the difficulties of dealing with that when you're that age anyway, of vision loss itself and all the problems that brings. And what do you know when you're 14 years old, right? I mean, let's exactly. be honest. What do I know now? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I can only speak for myself on that one, and I'm with you on that. 100%. I know nothing at all. Um, but, but actually, yeah, I, I do think that I look back at my education and think, God, if, if the answer to the question, and I remember asking it was, you know, I asked, you know, could I learn Braille? And they said, oh, you don't need that, your low vision. And they actually said, you don't need, you don't need that because uh, your vision won't change. This was a teacher telling me that. Not, yeah, yeah. not an ophthalmologist, not yep. a qualified expert in my eye condition. Although, in fairness, good luck trying to find one of those. Yeah, but sadly, you, you'll still hear that today. Yeah. That, 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 that hasn't really changed much. This is a bit of a campaign for me. It's just I, I really want to get all children Hang who have vision pushing I this. I agree. But let's save this. we got two hours doing this live. Oh, this yeah, is a conversation right we should save. 4th of January, <laughs> World Braille Day. You can tell we've got views and opinions on it. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Oh, we have a panel with us as well from across Canada. We're going to be joined by a, a number of contributors and some really interesting perspectives on all of this. And, of course, looking at the history of uh, the man behind 
Braille itself, Louis Braille. So, yeah, fantastic. Uh, not enough is told of his story, I don't think. So, yeah, we'll be interested to delve into that. Uh, so what else have we got? Yeah, we got all that coming up. That is uh, your next couple of weeks with us here on uh, Double Tap. So I hope you look forward to it. I hope you enjoy it as much as we will. And uh, keep in touch with us. Now, we're going to be uh, pausing the inbox uh, for a couple of weeks just to give our lovely Laura a bit of time lovely off. Laura. Yeah. Um, and we'll get back into the inbox when we get back. We'll be officially back with your emails on the 8th of January. So make sure you're listening out. If you've sent in emails, I can only imagine the amount of messages we'll have to get through. But we will yes. work our way through them and uh, we will get there. We love getting your feedback. And, you know, in all of this and looking back and everything else, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to you guys because the amount of messages and emails we receive, also the amount of messages I get addressed to Sean and I or me or Sean or Laura or Mr. F independently, (laughs) uh, I just want to say thank you for that. It means so much. Your support for the show over the years has been incredible. Um, this was a ridiculous idea. It probably yes. still is. Um, I can't believe we're still doing this after all these years. And I am having an absolute blast every single yep. time. It is the highlight of my day every day. And I get to spend it with you, Priest, which is the best bit of all. Stop it. Stop it. I'm filling up. I'm only going to say this once. I'll never be nice to you again, but just okay. it's this time of year. So let me just say this. You're a great guy like a brother to me and I appreciate every second we do this and I mean that oh stop it I'm taking a break no. <laughs> oh, well, send us your feedback to feedback at double tap on leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 you're listening to double tap this is double tap now back to the show is that idiot priest back? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, oh, I'm all emotional. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Likewise, I gotta say as well, just to add that, uh, yeah, right back at you for a start. But you the interaction <laughs> and, and the feedback that we get from our listeners—we've never in any other show had had interaction like this. No, and it makes makes the world of a difference. It's amazing. So yeah, thank you. And listen to and you know I, I think as well to all the people who've been with us from way back when, right? There's there's lots of you listening who you know were with us in the days of tech talk back then, the good old days. And it was the good old days. I had a blast doing that show. It was my favourite show I did. Um, I was only from this one. Uh, well, uh, but through the years, right? I mean, my favourite as I started out when I first gig in radio was a late night radio show, and the best bit about that show was realising the boss was in bed and didn't care. Hello, Mr. F. God bless you. <laughs> this was Mrs. F, I think, back Mr. in those days. F. Actually, it was. Now I think back. Yeah, it was Mrs. F, actually. Oh. Yeah, it was. There was a, There's a theme. Mm. Um, hello, Mrs. F, if you're listening. And um, Probably not. No, probably not. She wasn't listening then. She's not listening now. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I would open up the phone lines, and I was supposed to play music. That was all I was supposed to do. Just play the hits. Just play the songs. Introduce a song. Move on to the next one. And I'm just, this is so boring. And I like to talk, you might have guessed. And so I would open up the phone and say, let's talk. And I would just, and I'd be like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to come off the air. I'm not going to close the microphone until you actually call in. Oh. Now, I have to say, dangerous. that was a mistake on the first show because it took half an hour. Yes. Um, 
but we got someone. I think basically to tell me just to shut up. Um, How have you making a cup of tea, <laughs> whistling? So I'm going to get the Gideon Bible out in a minute and start reading it from top to toe. <laughs> if you don't call in, but yeah, we we did that, and um, I just fell in love with this idea of just talking on the on the air and just talking to people, and you know that was where it began for me, and then you know getting the opportunity to do this show. Which, like I say, I mean, it was was a ridiculous idea. And it was, I, I tell the story often, actually, when we, we talk about the program. You know, it was an idea, I took it to my boss back in the old days, and they just laughed at me. Like, are you serious? You, you want to do a show about technology? Who's interested in that? And I said, I don't know, but, you know, someone might be. Mm-hmm. And um, we did it, and, and we got a show, and I was told, basically, you've got an hour on air, and, you know, just don't break anything. And... um I, I did the show and it became the, the station's number one show. And I don't think it's just because of us talking rubbish, although I do think that's maybe part of it. I've maybe realised that. But I think it's because, you know, the subject is such a, a, it's such a great way to unite us all. You know, in Blind World, we can get wrapped up in individual things and it's hard for us to come together on, a, on an experience because we're all, we all have so different, many different experiences of the same thing. You know, it's, it's like you were saying the other day about, you know, you love, you know, in your early days of RP, you wanted as much light in that room as you could possibly get. That's right. Whereas yeah. I want all the light shut off. My wife and I have this problem all the time. She wants everything at 100% brightness. And I'm like, I can't see a thing in here. We're and- the opposite. Sarah used to go around turning the lights <laughs> off. I turn them on. But, you know, it's like the same situation, which is you're experiencing the kitchen, for example, but you experience it in a very different way, depending on the circumstances. So it's hard to unite around stuff like that. But we can unite around tech in a big way because it is such a unifier. You know, because we That's all true. have similar experiences. We all, I mean, mileage varies, of course, on different devices. And don't even get me started on Android. But Oof. review yes. coming soon of Google Pixel <laughs> Pro and Watch 2. But, um, you know, I just think it's, it's just a great... Um, great thing to bring us together and i think that's really what did it it was just that you know people could talk about their experiences and share something rather than you know because not everyone's into audiobooks right i I love a good audiobook as much as anybody else exactly right but you know there's more to us you know and and this i think brings up yeah and there's so many different areas of technology that that, the chances are you know i'm thinking of eleanor with her smart speaker you know that 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 is her thing that's the thing she uses Two smart speakers. Yes, that's right. Yes. Just she a Google Home so Andy. That was an echo. Yes, that's right. But, you know, there, there's that. It doesn't matter because technology covers so many different areas. I, I think you're absolutely right. It brings us together. And, of course, there's the whole learning and sharing that knowledge we have. There's always something I don't know, we don't know about something. And you just got to reach out. And there's someone out there who's come across the same situation and, and has the answer. It's, it, it really is. It got us all talking. You know, we had um, Kelly McDonald um, on with us on Access Tech Live last night. And it was so interesting hearing him talk because we were we were, I mean, we were going through like a, a best of the year, right? We were looking at the big stories of the year. We were talking about Vision Pro. We were talking about gaming. We were talking about AI and Be My Eyes and all that stuff. And it, it was just at one point when we were talking and I said to Kelly, I said, you know, isn't it so interesting? that we can talk about these categories now that five years ago, I don't think we could even have talked about. I mean, 10, yeah. 15 years ago, we wouldn't have been talking about phones. No. 
And no, now we're talking so. about that. We're talking about phones. We're talking about television. We're talking about gaming, driving a car in a, in a, in a game like Forza. I mean, that is just, it's wild, isn't it? When you think about it, there's so much more open to us with Absolutely. technology now. I'm thinking of Greg's amazing recording of him using the um, driverless taxi. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that sort of thing was just so futuristic. Not that, not that long ago. No. And yet here we are. And we're, a bit, we're able to think, you know, this is something that we can actually use. It's amazing. Got an update on that coming up, actually, because uh, remember oh. we asked a while back about him, if he tried out the new Uber. Because there was an Uber app now has Waymo taxis as an option. Oh, that's right. Yes. In Arizona, so, or Phoenix, Arizona in particular, you can you can basically call up for a, a driverless taxi to pick you up through the Uber app. Well, he did it. He actually did it and he recorded something. So we're going to be... Uh, playing that out in the new year as well. It's funny, I've been looking ahead to the new year, and, and it's funny, this time of year, I'm always looking ahead to think, okay, what the story's going to be. I don't think I've ever been more excited about a year that's upcoming, because the last year was just incredible. And I can only imagine what is coming next. It is going to be awesome. Yeah. So many stories. I mean, so much. I mean, AI is, is obviously the heart of everything. Right, we know that, and it's it's going to be at the heart of every story. Of course, it is. CES is coming up. Their big focus this year is on digital health, which they're kind of putting next to accessibility. And um, we had Steve Yule on Access Tech Live last night talking about that. Well worth checking that conversation out on on Access Tech Live on YouTube. Um, but really interesting to hear him talk about the, the the digital trends and how technology is is going to make it possible and and fusing together health and AI. But there was one story, actually, he mentioned that I, uh, I think it might have come up in the news, actually. I hadn't heard this story at all. And it's going to, this is, is something that's going to be showcased at CES. And this, I think, is very exciting. So TomTom, remember them, the GPS people? Wow, yes. Are they still going? Yeah, still going, right? I, I think they okay. still sell the, the TomTom. I don't know, because I, I know about buying car GPS kits, right? But yep. they are still going, and they certainly do still provide mapping data, they're actually working to build AI into GPS. Now, okay, that gets interesting, okay, because what does that mean in reality? Or what could that mean? Does that mean like I could ask for a restaurant and it automatically just guides me there? Um, does it? But that's what it does now. Yeah, I know, but, but <laughs> that's what GPS is. It, there's got to be more to it than that. Right, this is what I'm keen to learn about this at CES because what would the what would the benefits be of adding AI to GPS? It sounds well, to me like than, there's a lot more information knowledge available out of this. It's almost like you fuse together Soundscape and Blind Square. Well, it's it's interesting though, right? Everyone talks about how the use of AI and the integration of AI into so many different services that you may not even think of, mm. and it could be as simple as the case of being able to talk to it, because that's the thing that still blows me away is the way that it understands the context. I'm so used to be um, repeating myself when I'm talking to a smart speaker. I've got to think about how I'm going to say something, how I need to phrase something. Siri is even worse. Um, I, I, you know, you've got to say it in a particular way sometimes. But with AI, it, it always blows. Even if I fumble a word, which I do quite a lot, you know that, listeners, if I fumble a word, it can usually pick it up. The The language model is absolutely fantastic with AI. So if you can jump into your car or whatever, 
for GPS. And, you know, instead of, I mean, it's quite good now, but I'm just thinking the way it can understand you is going to, I think that on its own could make a huge difference. So what about driverless cars? So here's Hmm. something to think about. So this partnership that TomTom are doing, they're working with Microsoft on this. And this sounds like something I heard about, I don't know, 10 years ago. <laughs> it was something that's been worked on. And it probably has been in process for that amount of time. Uh, because driverless cars themselves, they've been in production for a long, long time. We've never really got there yet. But what what is essentially being created here is an in-car AI. Okay? So that's the idea. And the idea is that you can converse naturally with a vehicle. So, you know, it's like it, it knows every not, not just about guidance, not just about where you're going, but... You know, uh, controlling the the windows, air conditioning, well, the it, radio. It, it, you know, it's the AI of movies. That's what we're looking for. Again, hey, it's how you, it, it's Kit, it's Night Rider. Where you know, hey, I, I'm hungry. Oh, do you fancy a burger, Sean? Yeah, why not? Where's the nearest one? Blah blah blah. It's that natural conversation. You say that though, so like, yeah, yeah, it's just natural. But think about this. This is the first question we had when we talked about driverless cars. I remember the conversations we used to have years ago about this. As soon as we heard about driverless cars, we're like, yeah, okay, but hang on. How is this going to work in reality? How are, and how are we going to be able to use them? Because it's not just about getting in and going. That's different with a taxi. But even with a taxi, you get in that car and the, the, the fan is blasting cold air at you. You think, oh. I'm stuck in this set setup, you know. What am I it's supposed to do the other here? way. I'm usually sweating. Please yeah, turn well, the heat right. off. Yeah, but you know, if that, if that was the case, how do I fix that? If I can just talk, suddenly that that car is now fully accessible to me. I mean, I I I want this in hotel rooms. I'm sorry, I just want this in hotel rooms because I, I yeah, that's where it's got to go. But again, we're talking about an interface to technology and this is where ai blows me away yeah it's that it's the ultimate interface it is like when i first got my smart speaker and it understood me when i said play whatever radio station i was blown away at that point you know yeah uh, and now true. i'm looking yeah. back saying oh god this is terrible come on why don't you understand me better um why don't but- you do it quicker you imagine being able to talk to any appliance, right and 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 it just does and it understands the context and the commands that you're saying that is it's game changing in every every device I can think of, how we use our computers, how we use anything. And for me, I think that's a huge part of AI. I remember at my mum's house a couple of weeks ago. My dad wasn't feeling too great, so he'd, he'd gone to bed. And my mum, who's not very technically literate in any way, and she struggles with a lot of, of this technology stuff, and she was trying to just turn the TV on. Just turn the TV on. Well... That can be a trial and a half. Yeah. I'm telling you, this remote you got to press AV three times and then pick up <laughs> that remote. Yes, okay. And if you hold this button in long enough, hopefully the soundbar will come on because that's where the sounds coming out of, and there's no <laughs> other way to change it. My yes, God love her. When my dad was in hospital during the pandemic, my dad had a triple heart bypass during the pandemic in lockdown. I mean, can you imagine? So <sighs> she's at home. Timing. Yeah, I know. And you know, she she is at home. We're having to just do everything over FaceTime. I mean, it was a, I mean, it was such a horrible time, and we're trying to explain to the. And she would she, for three days. She pretty much sat just watching TV with no sound because she could not figure out how to put the sound on, and wow. she, she couldn't change the channel. She didn't know how to do that. Yeah, and it's not like it's it's that complicated if you know what you're doing, but if you don't know what you're doing, 
it can be a real hill to climb. And I think this is where AI AI can help in some ways, right? But then there's other issues. So my mom has issues with speech as well. She has issues forming her her words and, and getting her sentences and her structures. So talking to Lady A doesn't really work. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. So the other day when I was round, I was, I was kind of, I'd put in smart bulbs to, to just, because it was just because it was a nice thing to do. And she wants, she, the, the, she loves color and different colors and all the rest. So I thought, well, let's put in some nice smart bulbs for her. And she can have any color she wants. And I'm making it blue and yellow and pink. And, you know, and just, you know, you can even have them dance to music and stuff. And she yep. was just loving it. Right. So it was great. And, um, that was fine. And then I went back around the next day and I'm saying, is everything okay? Getting on okay with your bulbs? And she says, yeah, I can't turn any of them on. How do I turn these things on? And I said, well, you, you can ask Lady A to turn your lights on. She said, oh, I just can't, I just, in the moment, I just can't see it. So we wrote it yep. down on a card and we've put it next to the, where she sits and she, she can try to see it, but sometimes it doesn't work. So she does, she often sits with the lights off. And I'm thinking, this isn't good enough. This is just not good enough. Yep. So, I thought about, I think in every way, how can we do this? And then I went back to basic first principles. Wouldn't it be great if there was just a button to turn the lights on? There you go. Just what I was going to say. <laughs> An echo button. Yeah. Which they don't sell anymore, right? Well, not those, but I did find, funnily enough, from the same company that I got the lights from. And in the UK, they're called TAPO, T-A-P-O, uh, from a company called TP-Link, which people might be more aware of. And, yeah, it's um, global, that one, I'm sure. Well, I don't, I don't think, I think TAPO's a... British thing or a UK ah, brand. Right. I don't because it doesn't seem to be available outside of the UK. So maybe it's different names under different brands around the world. But essentially, it's I think it's the lower end of the the TP Link. Um, That's for me. Yeah, well, they're not too expensive. <laughs> to be honest, though, they're, they're, they were brilliant. I mean, decent to set up. The app was reasonably accessible, so I could do it on my own with without much help, which was wasn't too bad. Um, but the but yeah, they also sell, as part of that brand, or as part of that range, they also sell a smart button. So I thought, oh, cool, get the smart button. So I buy the button. For some reason, it takes three weeks to come. Don't know why. Everything else is next day. But for some reason, that button takes three weeks. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two days ago, I go around, take the button around, say, right, let's get this set up. <sighs> go into the app, select the button. Scan the QR code that's on the box, which is quite handy. Let me get straight to the app and, and set Clever. it up. And I said, hmm, I can't find your smart hub. <sighs> oh. I need another box. Right. <laughs> oh. So now we need to buy do. a smart hub that has to connect to the button. <sighs> okay. And that's my problem, right? But again, it just, it doesn't, even for me, it's like, this isn't easy. No, that's right. Exactly. And this is the promise of matter, right? And what about echoes with the uh, hub built in? The Echo 4. Yep. Um, the Dot 5 or 4 also have a hub, don't they? Um, but there's a few with a hub built in, but th- th- is is that particular one not supported? Seems to want it, a specific... It, it says specifically this Tapo Smart Hub, it wants to get that. It can't use <sighs> See, anything else. It, this is why smart homes are just not going to be universal until they sort this out. Exactly. And I keep hearing the promise of it every year. I mean, I must admit, it's getting a little bit better. I feel... I feel I'm a bit more plugged into it in some ways. Oh, well done. Thank you. Um, but I do because I feel that a couple of years ago, I was like, no, no, no. Every time I hear this, I hear about, you know, we're going to synergize this and it's going to be easier and you'll just, you know, plug a thing into the wall and it'll know what it is. That hasn't happened yet. 
well, it's getting a little bit easier. There are there are some brands like Philips, for example. I think Philips do a great job, but they're so expensive. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, if you want to kit out your house, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars for bulbs. I mean, we've got a lot of these bulbs in our house. I think it cost me like five or six hundred dollars just to get some of the rooms done. And you haven't got ridiculous. the other ones done yet. And you're like, oh, do I really want to go down this route again? So, you know, good if there's cheaper options and all that stuff. And of course, you know, hang on for Black Friday and all that, you know, get the deals. But I just feel it's it's not that anymore for me. It's the it's the challenge of this kind of stuff. And, you know, if I'm feeling, and, and this is me, right? I love buying tech. If I am sitting here going, really? I've got to buy another thing to plug in, to set up. I can't I just, I've got the thing I bought here. Yes. I didn't have to buy a, I mean, this is the thing that got me. I didn't have to buy a hub to make the bulbs work, but I have to buy a hub to make the button work. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be buying a hub, you know, but and it's And again, like, this thing's meant to have a hub in it, but apparently it's invisible to this other thing that requires a hub, but that's got to be a different hub. Uh-huh. Even though it's meant to be using, what is it? I can't even remember what they're called now. Z-Wave, Z-Wave, and all the other ones. It just drives you crazy. It does. It drives me absolutely insane with this stuff. But yeah, this is something that, I, again, you know, it's the it's the problem when you've got the engineers that are building it and they're not really thinking outside their own bubble, you know, and, and I'd love them to spend time with, and this is why, and it's so funny, we talk about the disability community, nothing without us, with, I think about us without us, but actually that needs to extend further than that. You know, put this stuff in the hands of people who use it every day, put it in the hands of older people, younger people who aren't that tech savvy, disabled people, you know, because you would get such a range of views that would really change the way these products are made. Give it to tech reviewers who are, you know, 100% capable of all this knowledge and stuff. Yeah, you're going to get a good result, you know. Oh, yeah, the app was a bit tricky, but I got there. So, yeah, yeah. but what if you can't even get the app? What if you, can't, exactly. what if you don't even understand how you download an app? It's what do you do then? You, it's funny you saying about the smart speaker. I bought my mum and dad a dot. So I thought, you know what, it's, this is great. It's, it's, it, once it's set up, it's pretty much just easy to use. Hmm. And I've done exactly the same as you. I've written some commands down on a, on a piece of paper for mm-hmm. them. They cannot, for the love of God, remember the name. <laughs> yeah. It's it's everything. Alicia is always there. It's like, I, was I, it, there was I an SNL skit way back in the days. There was a, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, there was one where exactly that was done, where it was all these people who were playing the old parts of older people, you know, trying to say that, Alicia! Change the... <laughs> Open the door, you know, whatever it was, and kept getting it wrong, you know. Uh, it drives me absolute. But, you know, at the same time, it's a great example. I mean, why can't you choose a custom name that maybe they find easier to remember? You know, it, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's simple things like that. But, oh, dear. In some ways, technology is brilliant, and it is. But it's almost got too smart for itself. It's got too much complexity with it. It's a lot better than it used to be. I remember the home automation systems... When, you know, it was basically a computer in a corner that you had to have an engineering degree before you could even go near just to switch a light bulb on. So I I get that it's improved. I'm not doubting the progress. But I think, you know, the reason the adoption is lower than it it should be for this, because actually this stuff is good for lots of things. You know, I think about the the lights I have in the house. I have dimmers, not dimmer sensors set up so that when I walk out in the hall, the lights automatically come on. That's a safety thing for me. Yes. And for my wife as well, you know, she comes into the house, those lights turn on automatically. She's on to fumble around, fall over something. And, and actually it was a result of an accident that, that led us to do that because 
we walked in, we, we walked straight into a box, fell over it and, you know, almost hurt ourselves. And, yep. you know, this was all trying to switch a light on. Now we walk in, the lights just turn on automatically or they come on at a certain time of day. Again, great if you're out and you forget and you worry about your house being left in the dark. You don't have to worry about that anymore. If you're blind and you're in the house alone, you want to maybe put the lights on. Maybe you've had people around. So I know a lot of blind people who are living on their own might not always put the lights on. I get that. But those who do want to know they're on and when they're off. Absolutely. That can help. Even on the outside of your home. uh, As a a just, okay, where's my house? Have I walked past? (laughs) You can have a a little guy, if you've got enough light perception, you can have a light there to guide you in. I mean, it's just incredibly handy. Allows someone who's in a wheelchair, you know, to not have to wait for all the light switches or plug switches to be lowered. You you can have access to them via phone. I mean, there's so many benefits to this stuff, but it has to be, and it's interesting, I'm going to say it has to be accessible, but I mean not accessible in the sense of the app has to work well or has to work with voiceover. or you know, I mean, it has to actually be something that is usable by yeah. everybody. Yeah. And I don't think we're there yet. That's the, bit, that's the piece of the puzzle that needs to get resolved. And I must admit, the only company I've seen talk about this is Amazon. Really? Oh, the ambient computing. Yeah, um, this year, the event, when they talked about, they, they actually brought yeah. this up. They said, look, this is just getting too complicated. They admitted this. They acknowledged that the biggest issue people have is they buy something and they don't know what to do with it. Because like me, I've bought this thing and I need to buy another thing. I didn't realize that at the time. And I'm yeah. clued in with this stuff. And I'm getting, I'm making these mistakes. So and I'm going to help anybody it, else. It's ironic, though, that this stuff should get simpler as the technology behind it gets clever. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's all this stuff that needs to be sorted out in the background. Okay, where's the Wi-Fi network? And where does this sit, sit in with the router? Do we give this an, uh, uh, an IP address? Is this Wi-Fi? Is this Z-Wave? Is this whatever else it could be? Zigbee? I don't know. Um, all that needs to be sorted out in the background so we don't have to deal with it. All we want to do is plug it in and the system recognises, oh, there's something new. Oh, that's what it does. Uh, you know, and asks us to give it a name. And bang, should be done. You know, we're heading into 2024. And one thing I promise you guys in this new year is we're going to dig into some of this stuff a little bit more. And uh, we're going to dig into the setup processes and things for some of this stuff. If, if nothing else, to show how it works, but also... So the manufacturers can maybe see some of the challenges. I think we need to do some real reviews on the show. I think this is how we're going to change this show in the future. Someone asked me that recently. You're going to do in the show. What are you going to do different next year? I think we're going to do some real reviews. Warts and all. When things go wrong. Yeah. I I think we should show everything. Yeah. Because that's the only way companies will ever pick up on it. And we can send that to those companies. We can share it with those companies. And it's not to do anybody down. Absolutely not. Because look, I want these products to work. And if you, if all you have to do at your end is make a couple of tweaks to an app or you know, make something just a bit simpler to say or whatever it is, then everybody wins. So you simply I, just understand what the problems are yeah. that you're facing with this technology. As simple as that. So I think real reviews is going to be a thing for us. I think I've just invented a new idea for the show right here oh, on the show joy. today. I love it when you come up with ideas on the fly. I mean, it, you know, it, it's always great fun for everyone. I will also I'm say... Not, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Just saying, that sounds like work. 
There was one thing you asked for. Oh, not you. But there's one thing our audience asked for. And that was more of Double Tap. In the Christmas gift card, it actually came up. Someone actually said, I want more Double Tap. Yeah, but that was me. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't believe that for no, a minute. It wasn't um, <laughs> I'm not going to say any more, but all I'm going to say is, no, be careful what you wish for. Oh, there's a cliffhanger. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful new year. We've got some great shows coming up over the next couple of weeks. I hope you enjoy them. Keep your feedback coming, but just be aware we're not going to get to it until the 8th of January. Join us for the live show as well. If you can, if you're in Canada, listen on AMI Audio, and we'll be on podcast as well for our World Braille Day special. Sean, as always, an absolute pleasure. Thanks for another great year, mate, and uh, we'll catch you soon. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.